Hi, my name is Jin Lally. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Stress Bucket Solutions. And a happy new year. This is the first one for the year. I hope you had a really good holiday time, Christmas, New Year, anything that you were doing. Um, so I, I hope it's all he- all been good for you. And now you're ready to phase 2022. Um, it can only get better, right? So <laughs> can't get much worse than it did last year. But let's start with what's been good. What's been good about your week? Have a think. What's been good about your week? What's been good about uh, last year? What is good looking forward? I hope you're looking forward to things this week as well. And yeah, we're back with the, another episode of the podcast. I'm really enjoying recording the podcast. So let's keep going. Uh, and let's make sure I don't run out of things to say. That would be awful, wouldn't it? If I ran out of things to say. It's never happened before, but it's a first for everything. Um, so a bit of an unusual one uh, this week in that I want to talk about the cons of solution-focused therapy, the disadvantages. Now, I've written a, a blog with the pros and cons of solution-focused therapy. The thing is, if you've listened to my podcast, you'll think you'll know all the advantages already. So I thought I'm just going to go over the disadvantages of solution-focused therapy today with you and why. You know, solution-focused therapy is not for everyone. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate of it. But it's got its limitations. And I knew that from the beginning. And also I've seen that as I've worked with clients uh, as well. So what I try to do with potential clients is give you all the information that you need to make a balanced judgment on whether or not it's a good fit for you, whether I'm a good fit for you as well. So solution-focused therapy isn't necessarily for everyone. And you need to be aware of the limitations that it has. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, The first thing I wanted to say is, as you already know, solution-focused therapy won't go over your past issues. Now, that might sound like an advantage, and and it is, and that's often why people can come and see me. But it can also be a hindrance if you're looking for answers from your past. Now, there is a place for examining your past. A lot of people want to do that. They want to understand their behavior, other people's feelings, what happened in a situation, where that came from. And that's brilliant. If you feel that that's better for you, you need to be aware that solution-focused therapy won't do that. It won't work for you. And so sometimes, uh, well, often actually, I'll see people who have had counseling and have gone over those issues from the past and are now ready to move forward. And alternatively, if I do talk to potential clients and they start talking in a way that they want to do that, I'll recommend that they have counselling first. After that, solution focus work is a really good add-on or follow-on from that. And a lot of the colleagues I refer to to, for people to go to counselling, they're aware of how I work. And often they'll send clients to me to say, look, they've done enough work with me now, they're ready to move on. And so that collaborative approach works really, really well. So yeah, we don't go over past issues, uh, which, like I said, if you've been listening to my podcast, you'll know it's an advantage, but it can be a disadvantage if that's what you're looking for. So be very aware of that limitation when you think of going for solution-focused therapy. Secondly, um, it requires commitment from you. It really asks you to take on board what's being talked about during the sessions and apply that during the week. Now, often people will have therapy sessions, in particular counselling. It's a real place to let off a bit of steam uh, and to feel that you can talk about all your problems and let them all go. In solution-focused therapy, we work slightly differently in that your session is designed to challenge you a little bit. 
And so during the week is when you will notice changes when you're carrying on doing everything you need to do. But you need to apply some of the things we talked about, understanding how the brain works, for example. If something occurred during the week, you need to stop and say, oh, well, what did I talk about with my therapist in that session? Ah, oh, this is happening now. Let me apply that. So there really is work you need to do on your own. You can't rely on the sessions or your therapist to do that for you. So often people assume therapy, any kind of therapy, is kind of a magic wand. It will fix you as long as you keep turning up. But turning up isn't enough to solution-focused sessions. You, If you want to create real change in the brain, it's a very active process. Only you can do it. I provide the tools, the space, the encouragement. You can come back with any questions at the following session if you didn't understand it. But during the week, you have to go away and apply those things. It's very much physics. I'll always say there's theory plus action is what creates the change is how you get effect. Effect is caused that way. The theory plus the action. It can't be just the theory on its own you do need to take action. So it really requires that kind of commitment from you. Third point about a, a limitation or a con of um, solution-focused therapy is that I won't let you talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'll say, and I probably said it in this podcast before, I'm not a nodding along kind of therapist. You're not going to talk and I'm just going to nod along and go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, yes. And what do you think about that? You won't be able to come to the session and talk about whatever has been going on that week, only unless it's positive, of course. Now, this is really challenging if you've had a stressful or emotional week prior to the session. You know, you're going to want to talk about that. It's going to be at the forefront of your mind. But I'm going to say, no, you're not going to talk about that. You're going to talk about what's been good about your week. Let's start there. And it's really challenging. In solution-focused work, any solution-focused therapist will say to you that we will ask a question and we expect an answer. We're there as therapists to guide you, to help you. You'll never be wrong. You won't give a wrong answer. But I, I will be expecting an answer to a question. And you'll be discouraged from talking about any negatives or anything that you want to talk about. So there is a formula to these sessions. This is the brain training. This is what empties the stress bucket. In order for you, for me to help you feel better, I've got to be direct. I've got to not allow your mind to wander away from that specific solution focus formula that, that I know works. So that that's where I'm looking at helping you. I've got to direct your mind into that positive direction. You've got to get back into your intelligent brain. And you won't do that if you can just talk about whatever you want. I've got to guide you there and help you get there. So yeah, be very aware of that. You won't be able to talk about whatever you want. And often I've interrupted people when they've gone negative and I've said, stop, stop right there. You know, especially, you know, first few sessions, I will go easily, but especially after a few sessions, once you've understood my formula and why we're doing it, I'll say, look, stop, you know why we're not doing that. I do appreciate you've had negatives this week, but we've got to train your brain. And by that time, you should be able to understand how the brain works and why we do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a nodding along therapist. I won't nod along to you. I've, I've been accused of being a bit bossy sometimes. I don't think I'm bossy. I like to be quite guiding. Uh, but it is a more direct therapy. I'm trying to help you along. I'm trying to help you get better after all. 
And lastly, I need to be let people be aware that solution-focused therapy has its limitations. I mean, to be fair, this applies to all therapies and coaching programs. It really requires a good collaboration between you and your therapist to ensure you get the most out of your sessions. So I tailor make all my sessions so that my clients can get the most out of them and adapt, I adapt them as we go along. Um, but there is a limitation. So, you know, I can't help absolutely everybody. So that there's a few conditions that are red flags for solution focus work and that it just wouldn't work. And these are quite serious conditions like psychosis, schizophrenia, borderline personality disorder. In these cases, I would refer you to your GP or another mental health professional. So again, when I have that potential call with client, uh, that call with potential clients, I will just look out for any red flags where I think that this is just out of my scope of, and, and it, it would be wrong within my duty of care to take you on if you were under the impression that I could help. So I'll always look out for that. There, there is something that's just raising a red flag. I will say, I, I think you need to see this professional or that professional rather than solution focused work because it is challenging. So I hope that helps you understand the limitations of solution-focused work. Obviously, you know, I rave about it all the time and I do love it. And I've talked enough about the pros. So I thought it's just good to give you that balance of, you know, some of the disadvantages of solution-focused work. It won't go over your past issues. It really requires commitment. You have to think about the sessions. It takes a bit of work. I won't let you talk about whatever you want. I'm not going to nod along and the limitations of the conditions that we can help with as well. We can't help with all conditions. Personally, I specialize in generalized anxieties and all the symptoms from anxiety uh, and depression uh, as well. So they're my specialities, but I do help, help with uh, motivation, public speaking, phobias, fears, um, all those sort of things as well. Uh, often with these things, the underlying cause is anxiety. Once we empty your stress bucket, things start to resolve themselves anyway. But I hope I've given you a balanced point of view now about solution-focused therapies, limitations, uh, and some of the disadvantages. You've got to find what's right for you. And I was having a chat with a, another therapist a few weeks ago, just before Christmas, talking about how there's so many different therapies out there. Sometimes it's even confusing for us. But even that's, but that's a good thing, right? Because you've just got to find what works for you. So therapy used to be this thing that, you know, you really had to see a psychiatrist and really dig deep into your problems and, you know, one have a, find a cause and effect of what all that is. And it could be quite draining. There's many, many types of therapies now. Uh, solution focus being what I do. There's so many types of therapies and that therapy should be enjoyable. It's there to help you get better. You've just got to find what works for you and do more of that. So have some good research about what you think works. And that's why I talk so much about solution focus work to give you all the information before you would make a decision. Uh, I think that's really important. That's part of research uh, for you. I know I research the smallest thing, you know, even if I'm I'm going to buy a book or something. I'll do all the research on it. Uh, what are the reviews? What is it about? Give me all the information. So my job in this podcast is to help you with that. So I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. My um, book is available, How to Empty Your Stress Bucket, from all good bookshops. It can be ordered online. Not just Amazon, Waterstones and Book Depository and Blackwells and Barnes and & Noble in the States. So please do look it up. I've had such a brilliant response. I cannot thank everyone enough for reading it and giving me feedback. Um, if you have 
uh, read it and you'd like to write me a review, I'd really appreciate it on Amazon. You know, again, everyone looks at reviews. That's part of the research, isn't it? So I'd love it if you could give me a review on uh, Amazon in particular. That is still the place where people do buy it the most. But anywhere at all, you could give me a review and sharing it on social media. I think loads of people have done that for me, which has been brilliant. It's so surreal for me to see my book in other people's hands. It really is surreal. So um, I really appreciate I'm very humbled by the response from it. And I hope that it has helped you in a small way if you read it. Remember, I'm reading out the chapters on my podcast here in different episodes. I've already done a few and I shall carry on doing that as we go forward. And let's try and crack on through that book uh, as well. So you've got the audio version too. So until next time, we'll talk about some more stress bucket solutions next time. If you've got any ideas of anything you want me to talk about in particular, remember, I'm going to keep it solution focused. Uh, send me a message, send me an email. You can get in touch with me via all the social medias. Um, I've put all the links to everything in the show notes. So until next time, take care and I'll speak to you next week with some more stress bucket solutions. Bye for now. 